0: You know, one of these days we're going to get music <laughs> in this intro. It's going to happen and it's going to be a high quality production. But until then, it's just going to be the sound of my voice scratching in your ears because I still quite haven't recovered from speaking all weekend. And this is the best that we've got. But um, we are back with another episode of the Kenny and Co show. We are doing a QA and a version of the show today. So I posted on stories the other day, some questions and, or a question box rather, and you guys submitted some questions and they were all over the place. They were, there was like no rhyme or reason to the questions. So, which is actually fine and funny. Some of them were hysterical. I don't know if I'll get to all of them, but, uh, I thought it was pretty funny. The, the response that you guys, had. <laughs> I'm recording later. Or I'm recording this later than I wanted to. Usually I do these at least like a week in advance now that I've got my head screwed on straight. But of course, this last week we just were all over the place. We were up and down the parkway, all over New Jersey, here, there, and everywhere. And it just didn't work out that I could record this a week in advance. So we are actually about to leave again tomorrow to head out west. So I needed to get this recording done before then. So I'm very proud of myself that I got my shit together fast enough that I could get this done because this is my favorite part. This is my favorite thing to do. I love recording these podcasts every week and I hope that you enjoy listening that to them, listening to them. And if you do enjoy listening to them, this is where I give like a shameless plug. And like, you know, when you hear people that do podcasts, podcasts, ask you to like, rate subscribe leave a comment all that stuff rate review and you're like okay yeah yeah yeah. sounds good somebody else will take care of that now I get it now I get it why they say it so many times because you really do need people to rate and review your podcast and it feels like a little weird asking people to do that but that's exactly what I'm asking you to do right now I'm going to do a giveaway I said I was going to do this a couple weeks ago and a couple of you did it and sent me the screenshot of it which is amazing but but if you are listening to this right now I I'm going to be giving away a beauty counter best of clean set. It's one of the holiday sets. It's awesome. It has all the bestseller treatments, the masks, the serums, all the things in one set. It's amazing. So I'm going to be giving it away. I'm going to be, um, kind of like raffling it off to whoever is entered into the giveaway. So the way to enter the giveaway is if you rate review and subscribe to the podcast you take a screenshot of your review and tag me in it on Instagram. I will screenshot it and I will add it to my folder for the giveaway and then you will be entered to win it. So I'm gonna announce that probably on my stories later this week. But since you're listening to this and I think you'll be listening to this tomorrow, um, you'll have a head start at it. So rate, review, and subscribe. It would mean So much to me. Um, And then when you hear other people say it on their podcast, like they're not kidding either. It doesn't matter how many subscribers they might have or how many downloads they have, and you think that like somebody else has got it. I'm going to start doing this myself because I, to be fair, I think I've only rated and reviewed one podcast that I listened to. So here I am just taking content for free and not giving it back. So that's what I'm going to do. Maybe while I'm on the plane, I'm going to rate review. some of my favorite podcasts to follow which actually that's like a whole other podcast we could do the amount of podcasts that i listen to and ones that i love is just overwhelming we listen to so many good ones on the road trip back from south carolina oh my god and we also listen to matthew mcconaughey's green lights which we had started on our last road trip if you are in the car driving somewhere matthew mcconaughey must accompany you it is the most amazing audible to listen to. Don't read it. Listen to the audible because you don't get the sweet sound of the s's when you read his book, but on the audible you do. Oh my god, it is so so good. I need to like brush up on that impression though. But you get what I'm saying. You know his, you know how he talks. And it's just amazing the way he tells stories. The <laughs> it's just take my word for it. Download Green Lights on Audible. Listen to it on your next road trip. You will thank me later. But as for now, in this week's episode, we're gonna get into some Q and A's. So I will <laughs> have some here that I jotted down that I thought were pretty funny. I'm gonna try to get to as many of these as possible, but also not try to make not trying to make this a hour long episode either. But the first one that I thought was pretty funny, um, well, it's not really funny, but I guess it's just not something that we talk about all that often. But someone asked, "I'm new here. How old are you?" <laughs> And I will tell you two answers. I will tell you the age that I actually am biologically and the age I identify as I identify as a 27 year old biologically in this time in space, I am 32. My birthday is August 22nd. I am a Leo sun, a Sagittarius rising and a Virgo moon. So I am a sun, sun, fire, fire, or no fire, fire masculine masculine sign I know some people have absolutely no idea what I just said and that's okay but for those of you that do you know you know um so I'm 32 which feels so bizarre I don't know where the last seven years really went because I feel like the last time I looked up I was 25 but here we are 32 I thought 32 was a grown adult when I was 25 So if you're listening to this and you are somewhere between 20 and 29, and you think once you hit your thirties, that's like when you have it all figured out. Absolutely not. Not even close, not even close, but my energy, I feel like in my body, I feel 27. The hangovers still suck, but you know, we still, we still got it. We can still hang. So that's, that's my, that's the, that's the age I'm going to give from now on. It's just, you know, I'm going to start lying about it doesn't Jane Fonda do that? If she can do it, I can do it. The next one is in a little bit of a workout rut. What do you, what workout plan plan? I wish I had a plan. What workout plan do you do? Um, So I don't really have a plan. I don't really plan anything. I don't have a plan for anything either. Um, But workout wise, aside from teaching, so I teach I only teach four cycle classes a week so it's not a ton but aside from that i will do strength training always 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 so on my own time it's always strength training with weights i currently do peloton's strength workouts i really like them i like i like adrian adrian williams i liked daniel mckenna but they just like there was some drama happening with that. I think they like fired him, but he was one of my favorites. Also, he's from Ireland, like straight off the boat. He has like a really thick accent. He's hysterical and he's adorable and he's a really good trainer. So I loved him, but I guess they said sayonara to him. And then I like Rebecca Kennedy and who else? Maybe Rad. Sometimes I'll do his strength classes. But really, I, I, oh, and Selena Samuela, but she's on, I think she's going on maternity leave. But usually I kind of like rotate between those four. I usually do a 30 minute strength full body class always. I'm not really into doing like body part focused classes mainly because I want to be efficient with my time. And I think a full body class is just going to make the most use of my 30 minutes. I find that their 45 minute classes are not any more work than the 30 minutes, they just are slower. (laughs) So I think you get the same amount of exercises in, in the 30 minute class, just not as long of transitions in between. So maybe the 30 minutes are just a little bit more quicker pace. That could just be me totally making that up, but that's what I feel. So I'll do a 30 minute workout. I really like to work out in the middle of the morning, which is a really annoying time because <laughs> it's just like right in the middle of everything. But I want to get better in a better habit of working out first thing in the morning. But usually if I'm teaching, then it's like it screws up my morning routine and all that stuff. So I will do a 30-minute um, full body workout between like 10 and 12 in the morning. Um, once I've woken up, I always eat before I work out maybe I'll have a little bit of coffee, but I love a full body. Um, and yeah, I really don't, I I can't tell you the last time I did like a lower body focused workout or an upper body focused. Um, I just think I'd get bored doing, you know, a half an hour of legs maybe. Uh, but I could be wrong. I just want to make the most use of my time. So that's, that's what I feel like works for me. I try to do that. My goal is (laughs) my goal is to get it done four times a week Have I hit that goal recently? Absolutely not. And I could feel it. I feel like my muscles that I've spent all this time growing and building and chiseling out are just, you know, flopping, flopping by the wayside. But um, four times a week, 30 minutes, full body is my goal, goal. But what I have been playing around with is this idea that I've had for probably the better part of a year and a half, and I just have not really executed on it um but it's on the days that I don't do a peloton workout because I just want somebody to tell me what to do I'll do my own thing and I've been kind of trying to iron out all the kinks in it and I think I've gotten it to a place where I really enjoy this and it's like a little bit different um it's still strength based with weights so maybe if I can iron it out a little bit more maybe I can show you maybe you'll like it too but TBD on that. That's not coming anytime anytime soon. God, I give you a lot of credit listening to my voice in this state. It just feels like there's rocks in my throat. It doesn't hurt, but it sounds so gritty and raspy and gross. I was talking nonstop all day Saturday and like drinking Prosecco. And it's just like not a good combination. Um, the next question is, this is like one of my favorite things, uh, advice wanting to quit my job at blah blah blah. I won't say the name and do my own thing slash fitness slash influencer content creator. Ooh, this is my favorite thing to talk about. And a few years ago, if you knew me, I did business coaching. I ran um business networking events. Shout out to anybody that ever attended the Babes Biz and Bubbly events up in Bergen County when I used to run those. I love talking about business. I love talking about going out on your own and doing your own thing and being entrepreneurial and all that. Um, And my advice to anyone looking to quit their job is to hang on a little longer, especially right now. If this was like two or three years ago, I'd say, fuck it, just jump. But I would say, hang on to it for right now and leverage it, leverage your, your full-time job that you might not like until the thing that you want to do is self-sustaining. So I would say start whatever you want to do on the side. You might think that you don't have any time to do it, but if you've got a nine to five, you've got a five to nine. So when you get home or you get off the clock or you stop working, you have four hours every night to work on whatever it is that you want to do. Doesn't mean that you need to take all four hours and completely burn yourself out at all, but you do have the time. It's just a matter of making it worthwhile and um, utilizing it in the best way that you can. But I say this because there is nothing worse than quitting your job, going after the thing that you want to do, starting to do it and realizing you're not going to make a lot of money quick. (laughs) And that it's going to be more of a very windy, very long, but rewarding road. And I think when you have your needs met and your bills paid and a roof over your head, and you don't have to stress about like the survival part of it, it makes the thing that you want to do still fun. I think what people underestimate is when you quit your job and you go all in, it's amazing. But bills don't kind of get on hold or get put on hold and life still has to continue on. And you have to, I think, be honest with yourself and what type of person you are. Are you the type of person that will sacrifice everything and have like tunnel vision, a hundred percent and not stop until it is wildly financially successful and supportive and sustaining. Or are you someone that can chip away at it over time and is really in no rush and I think for me, I just know myself and I know I am the chip away little by little. Um, I wasn't willing to sacrifice um, time spent with people I loved and friends and missing milestones and and not being able to do this, that, the, or the other thing. So I feel like you have to really be honest with who you are and, and your personality and what you think who you think you really are, not the person that you want to become. You'll get there, but if you are not the person that can be laser focused like that and tunnel vision 110%, then find it as a side hustle and just use it as an outlet. And you might find that you start enjoying your full-time job a little bit more because you're not reliant on that to give you fulfillment and joy and excitement and be an outlet. So when I was working full-time, And went back to corporate and I was in uh, corporate office furniture. I was doing business development and I was running around and doing all this stuff. But on the side, I was growing my beauty counter business and doing content creation and influencing on the side. And then when the pandemic hit, I was able to leverage my side hustle that I've been growing for the better part of two years to float me for lack of a better word, when I got laid off when, you know, obviously nobody was sitting in office furniture for quite a while. So it was able to like hold me afloat for a while until I could grow it even more. And, and it really was such a blessing to be able to have that because before that I I mean my first job out of college I went to school for broadcast journalism. I wanted to be a TV host. I wanted to be like Juliana Rancic on e News. And then somehow I found myself working in corporate office furniture for the first time. And then when I left that and I wanted to pursue hosting I did that. I, you know, wound up getting a job with a website, an interior design website. But then i was having to also pay the bills so i was working as an educator at lululemon and then i started teaching fitness and it was a lot of you know varying pay and inconsistent schedules and inconsistent money um so it definitely creates a little bit more of a stress and it doesn't become fun as much as you know it should be it doesn't become an outlet anymore it becomes like you're digging your claws in on, on it because you've got to make it work or else you're going to be broke as a joke. So I really think if you've got something full time, just add it as a side hustle. It really, it will make it so much. I don't want to say easier because it's still going to be a lot of work, but financially you'll at least feel like you've got a net and you've got like a backup. You know what I mean? And then like, if you ask me tomorrow, I'd say like, fuck the backup and just go for it. (laughs) But again, in the current state of the state, I would say don't jump just yet, but just make make sure that you take like the action steps to getting to that place. Don't stay in the same spot. I think for some reason, like we think the only thing that would change our current state of maybe us hating our jobs or whatever the case may be is quitting completely. And this is something that I've had to learn the hard way over my life <laughs> as I've gotten older is that there are things that you can add or switch out that can give you a better sense of fulfillment or peace or stability or whatever it is without having to chop your nose off to spite your face. You know what I mean? That's where I usually would, would be. But I'm advising you in my sage old age of 32 to maybe not do that. That should really be its own podcast. The things I've learned not to do in 32 years. <laughs> It would be about an hour and a half long. Um, but the next question kind of is like a play on that. I know I need a big switch but feel stuck. How do you get out of a rut? Um, this is my favorite because who's ever not in a rut? I feel like I'm in a rut right now. I think being in a rut is a good thing for one reason. It It's a good thing because it's letting you know that something needs to change. So I think it's at least the acknowledgement of whatever you're doing now is not really working the way that you want it to work. So a rut is kind of like the calm before the storm almost. But I think sometimes a rut for most people can feel like very depressing and lack of motivation and low energy and just not not where you want to be and not exciting. And that can sometimes cause you to spiral and just feel like everything is kind of going in this negative way in this negative pattern. So I think the best way to, the only way that I've seen myself actually get out of a rut and have it stick where you just, you know, build the momentum and keep going is to physically move. So whether that be, you know, committing to moving your body 30 minutes a day, uh, going for a walk for 30, you know, minutes to an hour a day, getting outside, Doing something to physically, it's almost like you have to physically do it before the mental stuff can take over. It's kind of like, how I think about it is, you know when, um, would it be like those old, I don't know why I'm picturing like a go-kart. Like, you know when you would have like those old school go-karts and you kind of had to push it before, you know, it could crank over and turn and keep going. That's what I think about when you like get out of a rut. It's like you physically need to push yourself forward whatever way you can do that moving your body walking running whatever physically moving your body forward and then once you're in the momentum and the movement of moving forward the engine kicks on and you turn it over and then you start going and you're and you're off to the races that's what I think of when I am picturing getting out of a rut it's like this physical movement that has to happen before the energetic and mental part happens because I think we get and I am, I am in this with you. I think this often and I have to kind of stop myself in in the middle of it. But I think sometimes we think when we're in a rut that one day we're gonna wake up with the energy and momentum that we're longing for. And we don't realize that it's us that create the energy and momentum because when we're in that state, the last thing we wanna do is move. <laughs> the last thing we wanna do is find energy. If we could find the energy, we wouldn't be in the rut. But it is one of those things where it's almost like you have to envision and, and feel what it'll feel like once you start moving and feel how incredible that feels. And then you use that energy, that like future belief and future energy as the thing that moves you from point A to point B because you don't need to come up with all the energy from A to Z. You just need to get from literally A to B. And then once the car is moving, once your energy and your engine is turned on, like you're Gucci, you just sail, you can just cruise, but you need that like first part of like almost ripping the bandaid off and just getting out of your own way. And I think once you are moving the clarity that comes with All the questions that you ruminate on when you're in a rut, like all the things, they start to kind of fade away and you get the answers that you're looking for and you start to feel like yourself again and the energy starts to come back. So that would be, that's what I do. And that would be my advice on how to get out of a rut because. I mean, anything can cause you to get into a rut. The season's changing. My God, the seasonal depression, the weather, the, um, a bad, you know, run at work or a bad, uh, string of luck or whatever the case may be. It's, it's not hard. It's not hard to get into a rut, but it's hard to get out of one. But I think if we can just know that that day of us waking up with this, like epiphany is most likely not going to happen. The quicker we can be like, oh, all right. If, if I'm waiting for something that's never going to come, I'll just rip the bandaid off now and do it. And then this next question, which now as I'm reading them, I feel like, I guess I was going in like a theme (laughs) when I wrote them out. Cause I like picked the ones that I was like, oh, I like to talk about this stuff. Um, but this next one was what tips do you have when you're feeling overwhelmed? Which I think I've talked about on the podcast before, um, I am overwhelmed all the time, but I realized that like being whelmed isn't as fun. Um, So no one wants to be underwhelmed and overwhelmed is a little bit anxiety inducing, but being whelmed, I guess, is just too boring for me. So I am overwhelmed all the time. Um, So I feel like I'm a professional at this, but I do have tips that when I can remember that they are tools in my toolbox to use, they help immensely, immensely. I've talked about this for sure, and it will be the hill that I die on. And I know you've probably heard this from other people. And you know when, you know, when we like ask for people's advice and then they tell us the thing and we've heard it from, you know, a million other people, but we're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, not that advice. The other advice, like the stuff that actually works. And it's like, no, no, no. That's why millions of people tell you to do it, because that is the thing that actually works. So the thing that actually works for overwhelm is meditating. I know you knew I was going to say that, but it's the truth. It really is the only thing consistently that works for feeling overwhelmed. And anytime in my life and in my week where I feel overwhelmed, the first question anybody needs to ask me is, did you meditate this morning? And the answer is most likely no. And I was really good. Uh, I used to be really good with my morning routine. It was like rock solid, could not distract me from it at all. But then I think with moving, you know, selling our house last year, moving into my mom's, having like a change of scenery, trying to get on the right footing. Some like life events happened that kind of threw me for a loop. And then, you know, then moving in here, so we finally got into our house and all that stuff. So it's just a lot of excuses that I'm currently making to you, but that is what derailed me from my really really solid routine. So it's what I've been actively working on for the last six weeks or so. Now that I feel settled and moved in and and everything, but meditating every morning, no ifs or buts about it. It doesn't need to be twenty minutes every morning, which is my goal always, but at least ten minutes of meditation every morning. Sometimes I use an app. Sometimes I use, uh, I think it's superhuman is an app that I use. Sometimes I'll YouTube a Joe Dispenza meditation. I've talked about him before. Sometimes I will YouTube a Deepak Chopra one, you know, whatever the vibe is that I'm feeling. Or sometimes I set the timer on my phone for 20 minutes and I put on peaceful meditation music on Spotify. It's like a playlist. I put it on shuffle and I just sit there. I breathe. I always do this. I don't know if this is part of the same tip or a different tip, but I've talked about it before the four, seven, eight breathing. It's, um, it's a breathing technique that immediately will stop a panic attack. will stop, um, spiraling thoughts and you take a big, deep belly breath in for four seconds, like four, like one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi kind of seconds. And then you hold it for seven seconds and then you slowly exhale for eight. And I do that four times and you can do it in a set of four. So you can do it four times and then breathe normally for a couple breaths and then start again and do that whole thing four times as an exercise. But I just start every meditation with that, um, that breath work. And it is amazing. So then throughout my day, if I ever feel overwhelmed, it's a habit that you have to kind of create to trigger your brain to think, oh, okay. If I'm feeling like I've runaway thoughts or heart racing or whatever to just trigger yourself to say, okay, I need to take a deep belly breath. When you take a deep chest breath, it doesn't quite signal to your vagus nerve that you are safe. So if you take a big belly breath, like fill your almost like filling your diaphragm, your belly with air will help tremendously. So I don't know if that's like one or two tips but or if they're combined, but meditation and breath work will help a ton. The other thing that I do immediately when I feel overwhelmed is I do a brain dump. I write down everything that I'm thinking of, everything that I have yet to do, every loose end that I need to tie up. Uh, and I have a big legal pad that I use just because visually I can see a lot at once, so it really helps me. So I use a big a big pad, a legal pad. I dump everything that I need to dump on it. Everything that I'm thinking, all the, all the to-do list items that are in my head that are taking up space. And then I put it all on the paper. And then with that, the other thing that really helps me is writing. Um, And this won't work for everyone. I really think it has something to do with if you've like read anything about love languages, maybe you have, maybe you haven't. If you've read anything about like your personality, If you've done any Myers-Briggs assessments or Enneagrams or anything like that, I think that's really helpful to like learn about yourself a little bit more. But for me, my love language is words. Um, so it works for me because I'm a words person. That's why I'm fucking talking to you right now. So I'll just take my journal that I have and just, uh, I call it like stream of consciousness writing. I don't edit myself. I just write. It doesn't look pretty. Sometimes it doesn't even make any sense. Sometimes my, ha- my hand can't even keep up with the thoughts that are coming out. But I will tell you, if I did all of that in a half an hour, I would feel 150 times better. It's so crazy how I planned my wedding in four weeks, the day of my wedding, totally cool as a cucumber. I don't know why sometimes in those situations, Where there should be so much overwhelm and so much stress. I feel so calm. Yet in day-to-day life, (laughs) nothing overwhelms me more than like laundry that needs to be switched. Or like the 17th time that I have to vacuum the dog hair off the floor. Or the fact that the kitchen looks like a bomb went off in it. Like just little life things. Or that I didn't send that email that I need to send. Like little Little life daily da- life's daily musings just overwhelm me. But ask me to plan a wedding and be in the wedding, <laughs> wed in the wedding, and I'm totally fine. So riddle me that. I can't figure that out. But those things really help me in the day-to day meditation. If you meditate every day for a week, your life will change. I'm like period. And if you like, if you're one of the people that don't want to do it because you don't believe it works, just prove me wrong. Just do it to like prove you and me wrong, that it won't change your life. And then you're good. Then you tried it and you don't have to try it again. But if you've tried a five minute meditation and you thought that you were supposed to be thoughtless for five minutes and then say it didn't work, that's just you not understanding the assignment because you're not supposed to be thoughtless, right? It's supposed to be training your brain to come back to breath, but get an app that like teaches you how to do it. You know, you need to be taught these things. I didn't, I mean, I did headspace and it taught me how to, how to meditate properly. So you also need to learn how to do it. It's not something that we like inherently know how to go sit on a pillow for 10 minutes and, um, (laughs) oh, that's not what it's about. So get yourself an app that, that can teach you what you need to know. But I really must have been feeling some type of way when I like picked these questions because or or it's just a testament to where we are currently at as in the collective in the collective energy space, we might be hanging on by a thread. <laughs> Which I feel like we always are, but you know, the holidays are coming, so maybe it's even more so now. But the next question was there was like a part before, but I won't read it. But I really need to know how you went about finding a therapist. So, um, this question, I actually get a surprising amount of times, and I guess I do talk about therapy more than the average Joe or maybe, I don't know. Um, I think I may have said this on the podcast once before, but when I was in kindergarten, I brought my therapist in for show and tell. So I am very happy to talk about therapy, my therapist, how to find a therapist, why you need a therapist. (laughs) I am a big proponent of therapy, uh, for a lot of reasons. I don't think that you need to be sad or depressed to go to therapy. I think of a therapist as kind of like a life coach, but with the ability to have you better understand who you were or where you came from and kind of why it is that certain patterns repeat and things like that. Whereas I think life coaching talks more about the future and going forward and mindset. Um, so I love both of them, but I do find that I have a good balance with my therapist that I'm with now, um, who I actually just switched in the beginning of the year because I needed to focus on something a little bit different. And this therapist was, uh, her specialty was in that, in that arena. So that was great. But I found my therapist through word of mouth, which I think is a great way to find a therapist, especially if you're just getting started. I, the only thing is I wouldn't assume that your therapist will likely be in network. So you might have to pay out of pocket. You might get reimbursed. It might come at a cost. So it's something that you definitely want to think about and budget for and maybe plan for if it is something that you need. Um, But I think they've come out with a lot of good apps that make it way more accessible now um, for maybe if you just kind of need like a one off appointment or if it's not something that you want to work with someone ongoing and you know on a long term basis. You can use maybe one of those apps. I personally don't have any experience with them, but I hear they're great. So I found my therapist through a friend of mine. And it was funny because for a while there, we were all going to the same therapist and it was hysterical um, because we were like, oh my God, I had such a great session today. This Think of all the things that I learned. And you know we'd like share them and get like an extra therapy session out of all the things that we each learned from our own therapy session. So it's very productive and very cost effective. Um, But I think if you've been thinking about finding a therapist, I think that's not, you know, you're not getting that itch to not scratch it kind of thing. Like if there's something that's telling you and calling you to go find and seek out a therapist, just do it. Just do it. The worst thing that could happen is that you connect, you know, you get connected with someone and you don't vibe with them. And that just means that you have to find another person. It doesn't mean that therapy isn't going to work for you. There are tons of different like therapy modalities, I guess you'd call them. Um, and for me, what works for me, if you couldn't guess is talk therapy. (laughs) So I like to talk. I like to listen. I like to kind of workshop things. Um, that's how I get my thoughts gathered. That works for me. Like that would not work. I can think of a bunch of people right now for that. I, that are in my close to me that that wouldn't work for them at all. They need something totally different. So I think looking into kind of the, the technique that you might be more, I don't know, aligned with, and then seeking out a therapist that does that. And then you can also ask your therapist for, uh, recommendations if, if they're not available, if they don't have any, um, you know, room in their client roster, you can ask them if they have any other suggestions, someone that they can connect you with, but don't, we live like, if this was a conversation that we were happening, having, I can't get my words, having like 20 years ago, you could, maybe not even, uh, you could use the excuse. Like, I just don't know where to look or I don't have the resources or I don't have X, Y, Z, but we live in a day and age where it's just like not It's just not possible to say, I don't know anymore because we have the Googles. You can Google anything that you don't know. You can ask Google any question that you need the answer to. So I just think that if it is something and you do feel called that you want to go talk to someone, definitely see it through and give yourself the opportunity to see if it is for you and if it's not for you, because you can learn a lot. You can heal a lot. I was, you know, I've been going to and stopping therapy for my entire life. My, my mom, um, had me going to therapy after my parents got divorced when I was four. Um, so I was, remember I was like playing in a sandbox, answering questions about myself and playing hungry hippo. I really can't tell you what my therapist said, but Dr. Sabatini in Saddle River, New Jersey, shout out to you. Um, but she did come to my kindergarten class for show and tell. (laughs) Uh, so I was just always very comfortable with the idea of going to therapy. So it was never this, there was never any stigma or taboo kind of thing around it at all, which I'm very grateful for. And I've just kind of turned to it in points of my life where I feel like I can't figure it out on my own. And the most recent time was right before actually the pandemic. I had gone back to therapy because there was a situation in my life that was happening that I really could not wrap my head around and I needed a lot of help to work through it. And it did. And then through that, I realized there were some other things that I kind of not processed and needed to work through. And, you know, she helped me there too. And then, you know, the world fucking collapsed. So then there was that. So I have been back in therapy now. This is like probably going on almost three years and it's great. I go every two weeks. I feel like it keeps me in check. Not every week. Uh, you know, I don't go to therapy to cry every two weeks. Um, I don't feel like I am in that place anymore for a while. It was like that where I felt like, oh my God, I had things that I kind of really needed to work through, but you work through them and then you carry on and you move on. So, um, I really have enjoyed it and I think it can benefit anyone and everyone. Everyone should be in therapy. We'd all be. I think we'd be a much better place if everybody was in therapy. Um, and then the the last question that we'll do because I think this is getting really long, longer than I wanted it to be. But um, this was this was great. What a pivot. What a pivot. Favorite places to shop for holiday fits. What what a three sixty or one eighty. 180. 180. Yeah completely opposite direction. Um, I don't know how that's where I landed. I think I meant to add a couple more after this, but then realized that was too many questions to get through. And right. I was because this would have been an hour long episode. Um, favorite places to shop for holidays. So I, I love, um, I love the holidays because I love a little glitz and glam moment. I love a sequin moment. I like an elevated fun feather if you will. But, um, a couple of the places that I think of right now would be show me your mumu. I feel like always has really, um, fun outfits and sets and f- like, they're just fun, fun colors, sequins, feathers, all the things super fun. And I feel like, I don't know. I feel like everybody knows about show me your mumu, but then I don't know. I don't see it out in the wild all that often. So you'll be kind of like maybe the only person with it on. And then I love Vichy. always has good stuff. My God, they just, pump out clothing like nobody's business. Again, we can't really think twice. We should be thinking twice about where all these, all these garments come from and where they go when they're, when they're done. But that's a story for another time. So right now we're going to ignore that. And, um, and then the other place I love is called 12th tribe. Um, it's actually where I got my wedding party dress from. I love, love their stuff. Like they're just, it's so fun. It's edgy, but like, it's like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe their style. It's, it's just fun, edgy, not like overly sexy. Like it's not like you're wearing like nothing, but it's, it's fun, sexy, if that makes sense. Um, and I love, love their stuff. So those would be probably my top three. And then I would think, you know, Revolve, everything that they pick and put on their website is Super fun, and people always say, "Oh, Revolve is so expensive." Just sort it by like least to highest price. Like, don't look at this shit that's like five hundred dollars. Look at the normal stuff because they have regular brands in there. They sell free people. They sell you know other mid level brands. So just resort it so that you're not seeing all the shit that's like way too expensive, and focus on the stuff that's within the within the budget. And then you know you'll just feel better about yourself. Um, but I think that is where we will wrap for our q and I don't know what we really accomplished in that, but I'm glad we did it. I do like these because I feel like sometimes I get questions that I don't always, or questions that I used to talk about more on Instagram and that I just haven't in a while. I feel like we used to talk about a lot of shit and we just haven't. So that's what I'm trying to do more of is just talking about the shit. So on that I will leave you there i think you will be listening to this tomorrow yes because today is tuesday so i will still probably have no voice tomorrow but i will be on my way out west because we are flying to vegas to visit some family by way of denver so we're making like a pit stop in denver and then going to vegas because tim has to go to his office in denver so that's where i will be tomorrow just with my eyes spinning around in the back of my head and um, probably forgetting something at the airport. Okay. Love you. Bye.